Hi, and welcome to another episode of Nothing to Hide. My name is Kevin, and on today's episode, we're going to be reviewing The Dark Knight of the Soul. So this is um, a known experience that's associated within the spiritual community, but often realized by all people, and what the dark night of the soul encompasses is a very difficult, painful perhaps, experience where you may even be suffering. So the second evening of ceremony, um, I was very, I was very excited mainly because of the good experience I had on the first evening of uh, ayahuasca. Now, uh, all day on Tuesday, uh, after the first night of ayahuasca, I was very excited. I was very enthusiastic during the workshops. I participated. I took full advantage of, I think, uh, volcanic ash mud bath or something to that effect um, I think swam in the pool and was very positive going into the second night of uh, ayahuasca ceremony after we had our first cup I remember again waiting for a sign to determine if the medicine is, is coming on, if the ayahuasca is starting to kick in. And I remember um, waiting for a while and not experiencing anything. And I decided to uh, lie down and close my eyes and just let it come on if it comes on. So I'm waiting and I start to see some almost neon colors in the darkness of my eyes being closed. And I begin to start seeing strange kaleidoscope-like shapes. And they started to activate and speed up. And it almost felt as though you were entering the universe at like light speed. And so I'm, I'm feeling this 3D effect of different shapes and patterns just bombarding me and just coming at me. Needless to say, it was a very uncomfortable experience. Um, I started to get a little nauseous, but as soon as I opened my eyes, I was back in the room. Like, none of the ayahuasca psychedelic effects were, were taking place when I opened my eyes. As soon as, my, as soon as I closed my eyes, we're back in the, in the throes of the ayahuasca. And this, what is starting to turn out to be um, a difficult experience. So, they offer... A second cup and I think I was the last person to go because I was so hesitant I'm already starting to not feel very well um, 
I want to, I want to throw up, I want to go to the washroom, but I don't know, I'm just trying to, trying not to. And I thought if I have a second cup, maybe it's going to exacerbate the not very good experience I'm having already. But reluctantly, I go up and uh, the shaman that evening, I believe they had uh, four different shamans um maybe three i think it was four that held ceremony each night so you're not only experiencing <clears throat> ayahuasca from different regions of the world um i.e brazil costa rica colombia uh peru you're also having the ceremonies led by a different shaman and i remember thinking to myself, um, I, I was thought, because the shamans and the helpers are also taking ayahuasca, I thought, they can't be taking the same stuff we're taking because they're expected to be looking after us and ensuring we're okay. How are they going to be able to do that while they're also under the influence of ayahuasca? As it turns out, it's a lot of energy and um, spiritual related um, assistance that, that they're providing. Um, and so they also need to be on a certain amount of ayahuasca to be able to recognize and understand uh, what state we're in, perhaps. But I was still under the impression that they're taking a very small portion of, that it can't really be affecting them. Well, I go up to the shaman. I think it was the second night. It might have been another night, but neither here nor there. The shaman, he, his face looked so, um, almost as though he was drunk. Uh, and often, I believe in Spanish, they refer to it being drunk on the medicine, but he actually looked drunk, uh, but it was because of the ayahuasca. Clearly, he was, he was experiencing the effects of the ayahuasca. And he gave me this, this look and he just simply said before offering me a second cup, asking me if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling the medicine. And I told him, no, I'm not feeling the medicine because again, when I had my eyes open, I didn't, I didn't experience anything. As soon as I closed my eyes, I started getting dizzy and nauseous and, and all that. And so I explained that to him and he goes, Okay, so he, he gives me another cup, a second cup, and uh, before I drink it, he goes, keep your eyes closed. <laughs> and I thought, he doesn't know that when I close my eyes, it's, it's not a good experience, but we're all there to, to heal and, right, we're trying to, um, quote unquote, have a miracle. So I have the second cup. I go back to my, uh, my, my mat and uh, I lie down and again, I am, I close my eyes and I decide no matter how intense or difficult it gets, I'm just going to stick it out because often when it comes to difficult experience, you don't necessarily want to fight it because the more you're, you're fighting an experience that you can't you can't win right it's it's 
it's DMT, you know, ayahuasca. If you were to, if you believe that there's also like an energy associated with it, there's, we're really not fit to take on that, that type of energy, whether it be positive or negative. So often the suggestion is if it, even if it's negative or difficult, just simply embrace it. Focus on your breathing and the only way out is through. So I decided, okay, I'm going to keep my eyes closed and no matter what I experience, I'm going to try to just stick it out. I have to admit, I think a couple of times I just um, went back to my lifeline of just opening my eyes and again, I was instantly brought back into the room. But um, I did try to stay in the experiences while my eyes were closed. And as soon as I got back on my mat and I closed my eyes again, I was thrown into this really strange um, room where if you were to, if you're familiar with um, uh, playgrounds, and uh, the industrial plastic they use for slides, like uh, the yellow ones, I saw different images of that type of yellow industrial plastic just spiraling and curving and just, just a complete mix and jumble of them. And it, it wasn't, it's not negative per se, but for some reason, it was irritating me. Like I didn't, I didn't like it. It was, it's almost like people that don't like different shaped circles. Like if you remember the arrow chocolate bar, I remember one of my ex-girlfriends had an, like it, it irritated her when she, when she saw this, it almost like grossed her out when they're not really proportioned. So if you if you recall the arrow chocolate bar, if you open if you crack open one, you have the multiple like um, air bubbles inside, but they're all different sizes, and so um, it was something similar to that where I was just being bombarded with these different shapes of that industrial plastic, and it was just overwhelming me, and I, I felt like it was trying to provoke me to get sick but um that was the one thing i fought um and and then i remember all of a sudden it would change scenes and then i saw what looked like like um like a sewage tunnel so it's dark and you know it's kind of gross and there's some water and I saw these two taps that were sticking out in front of me and above the taps um, or rather above the faucets. So there's two faucets that are sticking out and above the faucets were that um, black and white spiral that kept on circling. And that in itself uh, was obviously, you know, something that was designed to make me dizzy or sick or you know whatever so then i'm just i'm just kind of bearing it all and um you know i'm not really 
enjoying this experience. But again, it's sometimes it's the, the dark experiences or the difficult times that help you learn the most. So I'm sticking it out and the next visuals that I start to receive are um, a very much of like the kaleidoscope fractals of think of like um, shattered mirrors, but they were uh, evenly organized and symmetrical. But within each pane of glass, each shattered piece uh, was some type of, I would say, um, non-human-like eyes. Um, they actually kind of reminded me of like feminine eyes, but I remember all of a sudden, they all the eyes opened up and then they were staring at me. And uh, that was that was a little scary. But again, trying to just get through the experience. And I think it just it continued going on in different waves of just difficult imagery and things of that nature. And I remember that that night I was just so grateful when it was when it was over when they started wrapping up the ceremony. Um, obviously, when I kept my eyes open, I didn't really see any of those dark images, but um, but it was it still took a toll, so much so that the following day. We had uh, additional workshops from various speakers and facilitators. And at one point, um, there is this one, uh, I guess you could say, facilitator who just didn't really resonate with me. Perhaps I just had such like low energy. But I remember throughout the entire day, I was absolutely drained. Like I felt like... I had just gone through war and um, and I was I was so spent. I was like uh, falling asleep and it got to the point where I was I was really I was nodding off during this uh, workshop that I just decided to get up and leave. And they have uh, hammocks all around the resort. Um, that are super comfortable and I decided to just kind of lay in one of the hammocks and uh, and I fell asleep I just I just slept and then after a while um, because the days are so packed with workshops and uh, classes um, I completely lost track of what was going on what class was happening this and that and so um, I think I just went to my room to uh, to sleep a little bit more, but yeah, that uh, that second night of ayahuasca was was definitely was definitely difficult. Now, it's it's relative because I'm sure other people um, would have said far more or seen more difficult experiences. But 
for me personally, I just recall um, every part of my mind and body was so drained and just so exhausted. So uh, for me, if I were to reflect on that particular uh, evening of ayahuasca, it, it did definitely remind me of the dark night of the soul. Um, but it, it, I couldn't really understand what it was trying to teach me. Um, but certainly, it was definitely a reminder that uh, perhaps in life, not everything is going to be, you know, butterflies and rainbows. So, um, so on that note, uh, I just want to end off this podcast. I want to, or rather this episode, I want to thank everyone that's listening. I'm so grateful for your support. Um, I've shown some of my close friends and family uh, the stats around the downloads and uh, they're very surprised by how well it's being received. So I just want to thank you for listening. I really appreciate your support. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to contact me at nth pod at gmail.com that's nthpod at gmail.com thank you so much again for listening and i will catch you next time